Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, friends. You are... Back once again with the Genegade Master. And welcome back to No Straight Answers, the LGBT plus podcast where I have a good old therapeutic chat with members of the community. These are recorded live over on twitch.tv slash Master. And if you want to see my guests' gorgeous wee faces, the video versions eventually go up on youtube.com slash Master. Today's guest is the remarkable MJ Play Games, which I immediately mispronounce as MJ Plays Games. It's a thing, we'll get into it. Actor, Twitch streamer, goddess. MJ's so funny and a joy to talk to. Um, I absolutely love her. We talk about brains that get stuck on default settings and we learn the Scottish origins of At It. MJ teaches me a new name for the turfs. It's way better. Just for the record, later on, uh, my brain is going to struggle to reach for the name of the drag king and somehow comes up with the name Langdon Harden. Um, I meant, of course, the incredible Landon Cider which is a much funnier name and makes more sense. Enjoy this one. I'm Jen. I am a cis queer woman. And with me today 
is the quite beautiful and outstanding and wonderful and amazing MJ Plays Games. Hi! Hi, I'm here! Um, hello, how are you doing? How are you? I'm alright, thank you. Aside from the testicle issues, which nobody saw anything, okay? Nobody saw anything! <laughs> Saw them. It's it's your fault anyway for complimenting me too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Husband says, "Keep moving, one. wife." <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Hi, everyone. I'm here. We could we could do the Iceland dance. That would be something. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me see it so that I can see you. Okay. At the same time. Okay. At the minute, what I can see is my face, which that's uh, nobody wants that. There we go. I can see you. Right. Let's. Yeah. Let's do it. Come on. I like your face. Oh, I'm just a bit quiet. Hold on. Say something. Hi, am I a little bit quiet? There we go. I keep talking no, sorry, until sorry, sorry, I fixed that it. Like a good level. I fixed it. I always forget to put the chat up to the max because I'm a genius. Um, so do you want to tell us all a little bit about yourself, MJ? Sure, I'd love to. Um, Other than uh, you're hi, a Jen. goddess, obviously. You could have to. You are <laughs> literally tit, as we would say. Um, what would you say? Hello. At it. Do you say that? Is that a Welsh thing? Is that a Scottish thing? At it. Yeah, if you're at it, you're at it. What does that mean? Uh, like you're you're misbehaving. You're <laughs> being naughty. You're pulling my leg. You're I'm at not it. pulling it. I am. I am the most honest person on Twitch. We know this. You're at it. You're I'm at, at it. it. You're totally at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're taking the piss. You're being cheeky. That's it. Um, maybe it's a Scottish. I don't know. Maybe it's a Glasgow thing. I don't. I can't tell you where it's from specifically. I have to be honest. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, Sorry. To tell you. Sorry. Go on. Tell us about yourself. Uh, hi. My name is MJ. Um, I am an actor and a variety streamer. Um, and I mostly do, in the before times, I mostly did the theatre and did a little bit of telly. And now I do some voice work. And now I have the wonderful pleasure and privilege of streaming on Twitch and making lots of beautiful beautiful new friends this last year when did i start streaming i started streaming in september and uh i only started watching twitch like in i want to say july i think um so it's not even been a year yeah i love it i love it i think my first twitch stream ever was mark watson used to do his like marathon comedy streams and Uh he's friends with like my comedy sister so she was getting involved but because covid had just hit they decided to do that years online. So they did the whole thing on Twitch. And it was like, I signed up, I had a totally different username. And then then I was like, oh, I might start streaming. So then I changed my name to Jen Smith Comedy because that's what I was using to do stand-up in the before times. And then yeah, it was the before, like, uh-huh. and then it was like, when I started streaming properly, I was like, no, I need I need a cool name, man. I need like a fun name. It can't just be I need me. Genegade Master. I need a name that Ooh. makes people think of a song that I didn't write. <laughs> but puns, right? We need the pun game. Oh, I love a pun. Pun game got me strong. It's much better than being called MJ Play Games, which the amount of times I've had somebody come in and be like, hi, we're here in a bot trade. And I'm like, I know exactly what you did. Did you type in MJ Plays Game? <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Thanks. Literally was pissed when I wrote my username out. And also, it's just so beige. <laughs> Has there ever been a better <laughs> username than MJ Play Games? Like the macaroni I mean, cheese. It does what it says on the tin. You can't argue that. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I might change it at some point. Um, <gasps> what What do you think you go to? I quite like the idea of anti MJ. Like anti MJ. 
I quite like. I've not decided yet. Maybe or hecking MJ. Apparently, I say hecking a lot. I hadn't noticed that. You yet. do say so hecking a lot. You do say hecking a lot. Hecking MJ, anti MJ. I don't know. I, maybe not. Who knows? MJ bosses games. Point. Says Matt. <laughs> Matt, you cute guy. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But thank you for that. Um. So yeah, that's me. That's me. That's that's uh, that's who I am. Hello. Hello. Okay, so let's start on the fun stuff then, but just to get us into yeah. it. I want to know how you feel about the Iceland Eurovision entry and the fact that they brought a pan flag to, like, the biggest stadium in the world. I mean, like, there's not really... You can't get a gayer event in the Eurovision, <laughs> can you, really? So the fact that, like, the fact that we're all sitting going, oh my, like, it's amazing. Also, I'm like, Eurovision maybe has to be better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? In the first place, if we're all sitting going, that was and like it was amazing. That was amazing. We had friends around actually. We had new friends over for it. So like, it, I don't think I sussed at the time. I think I sussed a bit later, and then I was like, oh my god, yes! Like yeah, Iceland, we love you. Mm. Um, but like, it should just be the there should be fucking pride flags everywhere on that stage. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And maybe some of the countries just shouldn't be there. <laughs> oh okay no that's actually fair i mean i was talking to quoty the other week and like she said mm-hmm. something i think was important which was nobody really addressed the fact that it was a pan flag so you'll probably have a bunch of the homophobes won't know what that flag was but yep. i had darn it dibble in my house when we saw that happen and i literally shoved him and i was going oh my god is that the pan flag <laughs> Get your fucking frying pans out the cupboard. Like, yes! <laughs> yes! Fucking yes. have Eurovision. It's the best. <laughs> it is great. And 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 the worst part of Eurovision is whenever the heteros show up. Do you know what I mean? Like, I say this every year. But anytime the heteros show up to Eurovision, is when you go, oh, for the love of God. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love the Polish milkmaids. I love them. Yes. I love them dearly. But we all know the one, the one lassie I'm talking about. Literally. I'm not going to do it. No. But you're all just like, well, okay. Who okay. are you talking and, about? Oh, there was, there was one girl who was making love to the camera with that, <laughs> with, um, with that milk stick. Okay. That all right. Stick? Yeah. I'm with you. A milk but stick. Yeah, a milk stick, uh, which yeah. is fine. We're in, you know, very sex positive, but like hmm. sometimes it's very hetero people clearly are there and it's like, wow, you're missed the, you've missed what the, the Eurovision is all about. <laughs> Gayness is what it's all about. Gayness and music and coming together. Oh, look together. at the winners, though, from this Eurovision. Two lads having a nice snog on the way to the, to the stage. They were great. I was all about that. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, Iceland will forever be number one in my heart, but I am totally down for two boys showing a bit of affection on the way to the stage and being happy yeah. with each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think a they lot of women great. in particular, a lot of straight women probably had some confusing feelings about their bassist. Yeah, they probably thought they were really good friends. Do you know what I mean? Look <laughs> how close those men are. Oh, isn't Aren't that they nice? Very good friends. Aww. Just good pals, right? Two men chilling on the Eurovision stage. Do you know what I mean? I reckon Ten their basis. Not gay. I reckon their basis will do for a lot of straight women this Eurovision what Kate McKinnon did for women in Ghostbusters 2016. It's hilarious. I know exactly what you're talking about, mate. Uh, mate. And if you want to talk fucking yeah. catalysts, I was sat in that 
cinema with my now ex-husband watching that screen going i would marry her I th- yeah. i'm definitely straight i'm sure of it but i would marry that lady of <laughs> almost entirely convinced i'm straight De- definitely entirely. straight right yeah All straight I mean, women I feel think, like that yeah. <laughs> I, well she is very hot. There was also, I've not seen Army of the Dead, but all the pictures <gasps> I've seen of Tegnataro and Army of the Dead, I feel like might be doing that for people as well. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I the haven't cigar. seen that yet. Has it got quite content in it? Uh, I haven't seen it. I have no idea, but basically, okay. you'll know more about this than me. I there is a horrible comedian <laughs> called, I want to say Chris Delia, who's a wrong and I'll not yes. get into it. Yeah, but, yeah, he is a wrong one. But he'd already filmed all his scenes <gasps> in Army of the Dead. So they took him out digitally and replaced him with Tegnataro. No! Um, that's the but she best! Just fucking great. She looks like Tom Cruise in Top Gun. She's just like in a boiler oh suit with God. a big fucking cigar and aviators. Just like, like, she looks fucking magic. Um, so I think she might also become a catalyst for <laughs> I didn't know the they'd done that. That's incredible. Yeah, I've not seen it myself, as I say, but I am... Um, I, I might watch it just for that content. I'm just saying. Oh, that's my favourite thing. <laughs> that's my favourite thing today. <laughs> pretty, pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. So, I think in for me, because obviously I didn't come out until quite late, I get a lot of... I've been speaking to somebody about this recently, and I just... I feel like I got a lot of, like, cishet guilt. So, like, I passed for far too long, and it makes me uncomfortable... To the point that when I finally sussed it out, and it's like it's taken four years. I think I'm relatively sure it's pan, right? I'm almost convinced it's pan. But it's taken like four years of not knowing what the label was to get to, oh, it's probably definitely pan. And I think because I passed for so long, there's so much of that that I just I feel really guilty about it. Do you ever feel that way? Uh I don't know if I would describe it as... I completely get what you're saying. I completely get it. Mm. I relate to it. I don't know if I would describe it as guilt, necessarily. Okay. I think for me, it might be like taking up space. Because I think mm. as, uh, <laughs> as a woman, um, you're kind of a lot of the time encouraged not to take up a lot of space, just in general. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I think always... I've never felt different. I've never felt, I mean, I fucking felt different. Of course I have. But like me being, I has never felt different. Do you know what I mean? I've never felt weird because of that. I I think I was lucky with the friends that I had in high school. And I think uh, I was lucky with the friends I had in college and the fact that I trained to be an actor and that Mm. I've been surrounded by LGBT people my whole life. Well, since, well, yeah, my whole life. But like knowingly being out since, um, high school yeah um so i've never really had that guilt but there has been that thing about like not wanting people to think that you're joking especially because i've been with my husband for 15 years yeah yeah. (laughs) since i was 17 so it's like you don't want people to be thinking like you're just doing it for attention i think that's the thing that i think people will think you're just doing it for the attention. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's been a cultural Catholic and there's been a practicing Catholic. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like, like, a, yeah, cultural bisexual, <laughs> a practicing bisexual. Cultural bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like people are going to be like, yeah, do you know? And like, I always feel like I always used to say, and I still say this: I don't want to be a gay tourist. Like, I'm always kind of very aware if I'm going to a gay bar, it's like, well, is this necessarily the space for me? Because 
I've never necessarily felt unsafe. And I think for a lot of, I think for a lot of people, gay bars are like places of safety and things like that and feeling like in the community. So it's it's a funny one. I totally get what you're saying. And yes, I definitely have some sort of mild baggage about it. I don't mm. know if I would describe it as guilt. But I mean, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. What <laughs> you're saying, there, though, definitely. has 100% resonated with me. Because, I mean, the thing about not taking up space, 100%, absolutely, with yeah. you on that. Um, and just this thing about... I see what you mean. I see what you mean in terms of if you've never. I mean, maybe that's where my guilt is coming from because I've never been really made to feel othered because uh -huh. I didn't know that I wasn't straight for the longest time. I've always just been a cishet. Inverted commas, cishet. Um, so it's just like I think, yeah. There's that aspect of I don't want to be a bad gay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like now, for example, like I've tried dating women since I've been not straight presumably pan um and because none of those have panned out i find myself now if i'm attracted no. to men i get really disappointed in myself <laughs> i mean they do be handsome though Jen. Like, they, do they do be, be handsome. handsome sometimes do you know what i mean I, this is what i always say because it's so you know we're all always like women but men do be handsome though i know right they do they do i know just yeah i think that's and it's a really and you don't want people to think that oh yeah you're um because like when i was <laughs> being promiscuous for like that one six month period when i was 15 and it was literally just kissing people at parties um but i've been in a really promiscuous you know what i mean when i was being wanton in my wild youth days <laughs> um, like the thing was it was people always thought you were doing it for the boys yes Do you know what i mean that was the thing about being 15 year olds and being by was like if you were at a party you were having a wee kiss mm. then they'd be like the boys would be like right boys there's two girls kissing let's go and seat it do you know what i mean yeah. um so i think there was a lot of that hanging over it it was like oh people think you're just doing it to get a boyfriend or you're just doing it to seem edgy or you're just doing it to be cool and show how sexy you are <laughs> I feel, you know yeah, I, mean? I feel like there was so um, much of that in terms of it being like hypersexualized and like performative almost. So it was like if you were a girl and you were into other girls, you weren't really into girls. Girls just kiss yeah. each other. That's what they do. Do they fuck? No, they don't. Not in my experience. Nope. No, they no, kiss no, each they other when they're into women. Hand. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Then they kiss. But Jesus, it's like it's, you're so right in terms of if you were ever with your mate or whatever or ho like holding hands or linking arms and stuff it's like oh you're gonna, you're gonna kiss for us you're gonna gonna give us a kiss it's like yeah it's not really for it's, you it's, my love yeah and it's either that or it's they just think that you're pals do you know what i mean like even now if, if people when people see like two women out in a restaurant and if say they're of like a certain age or something people are just be like oh they're friends <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Those nice friends. But it's like maybe they're on a date because they're gay or bisexual or queer or pansexual. But they're like, no, no, very good friends. Potentially sisters even. Hmm. Do you oh, know? sisters. Um, the sisters is huge, just, isn't it? We're just so nosy, I think, about other people. And yeah. there's a lot of... My my pal uh, Diet Punk put it really clear, put it really well, I think, when he talked about um, default settings, which I love. What's the default settings? It's, just like, you know, it's the default settings if you're straight. If you're cis, that's the default sentence. And it's, it's even the default sentence in your brain, thinking about it. It's like, I have it myself as well. It's like that internalized thing where when somebody comes into chat or something, and I hate it, but I have to be honest, I do do it. I assume, unless it's a really gendered name, I just assume everyone is a man. 
Okay. Even though... <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I am on the internet. But I just assume everybody's a man. Um, so I think we have a lot of kind of inbuilt things mm. in here that we need to pull down. I think, yeah, there's a real thing about, especially with pronouns and things in writing, I find particularly, the default is just to assume he, him all the time yeah which is why like i'm trying to reprogram myself in terms of if i don't know anybody i just refer to they them until i'm told otherwise yeah because it, it happened to yeah. me once that i went to um it was a trans uh awareness comedy night that i performed at again in the before times when things went on fire uh, when i got there i was greeted by a trans man who referred to me as they them until I corrected them otherwise. And it was like, do you know what? I, in terms of that being the default thing, I think that's actually really lovely. Don't make an assumption. Because yeah. yeah. you, you don't know what my pronouns are. You've never met me before, so you might as well just default to that and then I can tell you if yeah. I prefer something else. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a lot of people that have like they, them in their profile for their pronouns and it's not necessarily that they're gender fluid or non-binary. It's just that they're like, I'm, if you call me they, then that's fine. Yeah. Which I think is quite nice as well. I think it's nice, Because, like it? again, it's, it's, it's all about not having to out people, really, isn't it, that we're all doing this? Yeah. So if it means, if you're using they, them, then it means you're not having to out somebody as being gender fluid or non-binary, do you know what I mean? Mm. That's what I think, because the very cis woman, anyway. <laughs> that is my opinion as a cis lady. <laughs> I can give you more. I do remember a thing going around, I think it was a couple of years ago, where people did start putting pronouns in bios. Um, and the argument for it was always the fact that if everybody does it and it just becomes a normalised thing, then, as you say, you're not outing anybody. It's yeah. just you're making it a normal thing that you do just ask for people's pronouns, and that's not a big deal. And I, what I find is it's quite handy, even just in terms of outing who's a massive transphobe, because they get really annoyed by it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking hilarious how annoyed they get about mm. it. There was somebody on Twitter had, um, I, sorry, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they'd put, uh, they'd replied to somebody saying, oh, I knew exactly who you were the minute I saw the pronouns in your bio, right? Classic, <laughs> classic fartery, right? And then... Um, <laughs> Someone else just responded to them saying, you've got pronouns in your bio. And they were like, no, I don't. And they were like, my is a pronoun. <laughs> so then two minutes later, they were like saying, my book is on sale at Amazon, right? <laughs> two minutes later, you go on their profile and it just says, book on sale on Amazon. Oh, for God's sake. And I was like, how fragile are you that now you're like, fuck me, my is a pronoun. Yeah, no pronouns, none. I will not have my. No <laughs> Refer to self. Is self a pronoun? Refer to this. Is this a pronoun? Do you know what this. I mean? I was just like, life must be tiring for you. Is it life not tiring? Are you not tired? Do you know what I mean? I mean, well, the thing like, that really tired? sticks with me is Linehan, you know, transphobe in chief as he is, um, really, really just genuinely made me laugh because it was just at the time where you could tell he was too far gone and there was no saving him. And H-Bomber guy was basically doing the trolling thing where he, you know, he raised a shitload of money for mermaids just to spike Graham Linehan and it was beautiful. But Linehan took a screenshot of H-Bomber guy's profile circled the bit that said he him and basically dragged him for his like well of course you're a he him blah 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 and i was thinking firstly it's not of course because you've got no idea what his gender is at all you've just you've made an assumption and then on top of that you've gone to the effort to go and screenshot his profile 
gone to the effort to edit it to put a circle around it and then just to roast him to your followers and all he's done is put his pronouns in his bio he's he's he really really upsets me does gremlin hint like really like oh, oh it's the fact the fucking audacity i mean for many reasons for many reasons right <laughs> but it's the audacity to say that and and lots of I call them farts, Jen. I hope that's okay. That's because more than terf, fine with me, mate. You go ahead. Terfs imply that the F and Terf stands for feminism, right? Or feminists. And they're not fucking They are feminists. not so fucking feminists. We can agree with that. They are not. They're not. So fart stands for feminism appropriating radical transphobes, <laughs> right? So fart. So That's perfection, like, by the way. It's great. But like a lot of times, and what he does specifically is that he says he's doing it to protect women. Oh, and I'm I just know. Like, don't, yeah. don't, right? One, we don't fucking want you. We don't need you. And as we know, when he tried to get on fucking mum's net, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, which I'm sure isn't, you know, the most, um, like, I'm sure there's quite a few farts on mum's net, not gonna lie. And they didn't <laughs> fucking want him. But he, they oh, did they also say, bin him? They did. Bin I didn't him, know yeah, they yeah. binned him. Yeah, I mean, I'm wow. not going to stand mum's net or anything, but like... <laughs> no, but how, um, how far have you gone? Jesus Christ. Just, and so the point that he was there, what was he trying to do? Say that... Protect like, women? Protect women, but also he was invading a woman's space, which is the thing mm. that they always fucking say that trans women are trying to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a nonsense. Like, I was like, you're, have you not, do you have no kind of self-reflection that you've sussed that you're literally doing the thing that you're saying that we should all be feeding? I have two points on that. The first is, did you see the shit he pulled with her? With her? So there is a lesbian dating app. Lesbian, like, it's, it's for women with an X in it. So they're, like, they're inclusive of women. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. their whole deal. They, and if you're a woman, you're fine. You're on the app. He joined her as a cis man. Um, and basically, he joined it so that he could screenshot pictures of women that he didn't feel fit into his ideal standard of beauty so that he could put on his blog and basically call all of them trans women, regardless of whether they were or not and how outrageous it was that they were on this app for women. And it was like, Graham, do you see what you're doing, my dude? Do you see what's happened there? You are a cis man on a woman's app. Maybe, maybe fuck off and leave us to it. <laughs> Maybe fuck off, Graham. Maybe fuck off. Maybe just off you fuck. Do you know what I mean? It's a fucking... And he's had... Now, I'm not saying it's all down to him. There's been a lot... I don't know who it's down to. I don't know how this has started, considering fucking trans people have been here mm. forever. So it's I don't... Not new, I, is it? I couldn't trace it back. It's not new. I couldn't trace it back. I I'm not... I don't know enough about it, right? But it's... It's... Like, I know people who... I've got some friends who have been in gay bars recently and, like, and just bars in general, where they have, can I just say cis women, not that it fucking matters, but cis women, who have had, like, their trousers pulled oh, yeah. by people going saying, we think you're trans, basically. And the thing that's, like, if you're trying to, imagine for a minute that they were trying to protect cis women, which they're fucking not, but imagine for a minute that that's what they were trying to do. You're putting them more in danger, because then how do you fucking... How can you tell? Because there's plenty of cis women that don't want to prescribe to fem like feminine beauty standards. Mm -hmm. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to make them have to prove themselves? Are you literally going to do fucking like ISIS level techniques of 
making people show their genitals so that you can prove. Mm. And then what does it become? Well, actually, no, which might not mean anything anyway. Feminine. Well, no, but that's my, yeah, that's exactly. You know, but like, do you know what I mean? It's just fucking. But so oh, many queer women oh. do not ascribe to society's thing of beauty anyway, because that's the whole point. Yeah. We don't want yeah. to be in that societal standard. Like, yeah. quite infamously, there was a, a cis woman with cancer who had short hair who got basically abused in a toilet. Like, they filmed it on the basis that she was getting shouted at, going, oh, we go, we think that you're a trans woman. And it's like, like, the only way for me to prove this to you is to show me, show you my genitals, and that's not going to happen because you're not the fucking toilet police. Also, why the fuck is everyone so obsessed with genitals? Oh, I know, right? Who gives like, a shit? Fucking get so rude. Mm. So rude. The other point I wanted to make on Inahan, because it was like, um, for a minute, I forgot what it was. But it was, the, it was, aside from the her thing, the other thing he's done literally in like the last fortnight, and it was incredible, is there is a video on Twitter where he talks about a friend of his who is an Irish writer. And he's like, oh, this, you know, he's been cancelled and he doesn't know he's been cancelled because he's been standing up for women's rights. And they were like, he's lost family over it. He's lost friends over it. He'll never work again and blah, blah, blah. And it was like the entire video, you're sat there going, you're literally describing yourself. How can you have so little self-reflection to not know that you're literally describing you? Yeah. Yeah, you mate. fucked That's it, mate. The... You have fucked <laughs> it. You've lost everyone you ever cared about, and this is why. Maybe stop being a prick. <laughs> Fuck him, man. I just, I, I don't know what you do. Him and J.K. Rowling, get the sea. Get the sea. Can people get stop, the... like, ruining their bodies of work, please? That would be pretty cool. Yep. I'd love that. I'd love, I'd that. love that for a minute. I'd love it. I'm I've got lying. a fucking Gryffindor mug in my cupboard that someone bought me for Christmas like three years ago, which will never be touched again because I look at it and just think, oh, no, you're a monster. Yeah. I mean, I, I was the biggest Harry Potter fan. I have four books signed. May. I got every single one on launch day and from the Prisoner of Azkaban onward, I got every single one at midnight. And uh, I met her. Jesus. And- yeah, like um, one of my books actually says to uh, MJ, I love the jacket, J.K. Rowling. Um, there's, a- it is, it is. No, I feel like you might ask me about it, so I'm not going to say anything. No, 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 go, 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 go for it. This is led <laughs> like, by you. Is this- it's fine. <laughs> is this art? Me and husband have been talking about this as well. Um, is this art and the artist thing? And I am. Or have always been, I guess, very, 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 um, felt very strongly that whilst the artist is alive, you cannot separate the art from the artist. Okay. You can't do it if they're still profiting off it in any way. Mm. Um, and I've always felt that. Um, and like, you know, even like I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Again, same thing happened with Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Joss Whedon. Yeah. And so now I will continue to watch them on DVD but I won't stream them. I won't buy any more merchandise because he'll profit off it. Same with Harry Potter. I, you know, if I want to, I will watch the Harry Potter DVDs that I have. I can read the books because I can do that. I already have them. Mm. But I won't buy anything else that's going to... I will not be going to see Fantastic Beasts. I will not yeah. be um, playing Hogwarts, Aim, Legacy, whatever it's called. Much as, you know, my little Harry Potter heart would love it. I won't be doing it. 
But there was an interesting uh, interview with Nick Cave, I want to say, in The Guardian, Nick Cave of the Bad Seeds, mm-hmm. um, where he's kind of talking about cancel culture and the art and the artist. And he says, now, I'm not saying I agree with this, Jen, please, for the love of God, nobody think I'm agreeing with this. I just think it's interesting <laughs> and worthy of discussion. It's a discussion um, point. It's fine. It's yes, caveated. Yes. Move on. <laughs> it's caveated. Um, and I think as an artist myself and you as an artist yourself, do you know what I mean? His point is that these terrible people who make good art, it should be a cause for hope. Mm. In that, yes, they're a terrible person, but they've made this beautiful piece of art which has affected so many people and changed so many people, and that should be a cause for hope that they can change. Now, that's beautiful. Mm. But I don't know if I agree with (laughs) But it is beautiful, Mm. and I feel like in... They have changed, but they've changed for the worst. <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing. And I also, I feel like it's it's a really, I just don't know if I'm, if I'm that good of a person. Me yeah. personally, to be able to do that. He seems like, he he's lived a hard life, do you know what I mean? He's had really bad things happen to him. And I think for him to be able to do that, I think is an amazing mm. thing. But like, I, I couldn't in good conscience go out and buy a movie that I knew Weinstein was going to profit from. Yeah. Like, it's, personally. It's, it's why I feel really, really sorry for the the developers of that Harry Potter game because they have tried to explicitly go, oh, she's got nothing to do with it, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, but ultimately she will still profit off it. And I'm sorry for you because I know that you've all put a shitload of work into it and I'm sure you all really care about it. But I can't in good conscience give that woman any more money because I've given her enough over my lifetime and she just doesn't deserve the support, you know? Yeah. I feel like you're right about, in terms of people being alive, I do think it makes a difference. So it's like, um, like I got challenged on this by uh, Kate, in fairness, because RuPaul is also problematic, but somehow I'm able to separate him from Drag Race, even though it's got his name in the title, somehow, because I don't know why. It's like my one exception that I can. But, you know, Chris Brown physically can't listen to that man's music because it makes me feel sick. I can't watch Johnny Depp in stuff because, you know, I know that's all divisive and all the rest of it but when he showed up in fantastic beast for example i didn't know he was in it and he shows up near the end and i was just like oh well, that's yeah. completely ruined the movie for me and then they were like oh we're, do- we're doing a second one and he's still in it and i was like well i'm never ever ever gonna see your second movie then because i mean I'm not gonna colin, colin farrell was so good yeah like i was just raging when he showed up because i was like oh but why colin farrell was so good yeah, leave colin <laughs> in it colin was oh, colin's fine oh, and so far hasn't been cancelled it's oh. all right an Irish can we have him please like come on yeah um I'm gonna read this from husband because apparently I think he's quoted the Nick Cave thing yeah he's quoted the end so it says that bad people make good art is a cause for hope to be human is to transgress of that we can be sure yet we all have the opportunity for redemption to rise above the more lamentable parts of our nature to do good in spite of ourselves to make beauty from the unbeautiful and to have the courage to present our better selves to the world once we awaken to this fact, we begin to see goodness everywhere and this can go some way in setting right the current narrative that humans are shit and the world is fucked. I don't know if I agree with it. <laughs> I I agree with the sentiment. I agree with the sentiment. Of it, in the way that, yes, people can and should be rehabilitated. Mm. But I think, what do you do when people consistently not listen yes and what do you do when like i think there's a difference between somebody who's been a bit of a shit Mm -hmm. and somebody who has like 
with Graham Linehan lining, however the fuck you say his name, I don't care, and um, like J.K. Rowling, like I can imagine, like J.K. Rowling has come from a fucking hard life, right, a mega hard life, but she's now a very, very, very rich, very, very, very powerful woman, mm-hmm. and can is there anybody? under trans people like could she punch down any fucking further exactly do you know what i mean and i just think you have all this power available if you were genuinely worried about something you could be putting money into i don't know fucking research or something instead of just Mm. raffing off on the internet about people who are more likely to experience like crime and violence and mental health problems. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, mm-hmm. if you've been there, if you've experienced all these things, why are you making it harder for those people? And she doesn't seem to want to change. And Graham Linehan doesn't seem to want to no. change. And so I think I think the Nick Cave thing works if they're open, willing to change. Yeah. And I don't think everybody is. No. And I, th- I think there's an aspect, you could argue, make that argument about radicalization as well, in that like Linehan... Here's where he really disappointed me because, like, the couple of years before he went down this road, he was doing decent things. Like, him and his wife, sorry, ex wife, him and his ex wife um, did this thing about how they, where they had really, really wanted a baby. Um, they were living in Britain at the time, but they said, if we still lived in Ireland, basically the baby wasn't going to be viable outside of the outside of the womb so they would have to have an abortion and they were like if we still lived in Ireland we would have had to make that trip for a baby we really wanted to abort that baby that we really wanted and it would have been you know would have added this extra layer of heartbreak that we didn't need at a time we were really vulnerable so they were campaigning for the abortion laws in Ireland and it was really really heartfelt and everything they did was just so powerful I felt like that was fucking fighting for women that was really important and then it was literally like a year later where slowly but surely you could see him starting to fall off this cliff where it was just like, well, trans women are predatory towards cis women then, aren't they? And it was just it got worse and worse and worse. And you saw exactly the same thing happen with J.K. Rowling, where it was like she started off liking some dodgy posts and then slowly it was starting to put a toe in the water about being a massive transphobe. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. And I think what happens is once they start going off that cliff, they have people that surround them. They're all going, yeah, you're standing up for us. Thanks very much. All these like fellow transphobes, if you like, they find their own fucking community that just encourages them. And it just accelerates. It's like a fucking snowball down a hill. And at no point does anybody like people try and get through to them, but they just they just don't listen because they've got this entire crowd of people just going, oh, no, no, you're doing the right thing. It's all fine. It breaks my heart. <laughs> I can't be honest. It absolutely kills me. It's, uh, yeah, it's you're totally right. It's enablers, isn't it? Mm. It's enablers the whole way. That's how people... <laughs> you literally used I mean, to see yeah. Linehan's brother-in-law used to tweet him and basically tend to knock it off. You could see there were fractions in that family to start with because you could people could see what was happening to him, tried to get through to him, and he just wasn't it. So in terms of being capable of change, he just wasn't willing to listen and he wasn't willing to change his stance on it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I... Do you ever worry that you're really stubborn about things? I worry that I'm very yes. stubborn. Now, there's certain <laughs> things that like, I know I'm not wrong on. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't care, no matter what anybody says, I know I'm not wrong. I know I'm not wrong in being a supporter of trans rights. I know I'm not fucking wrong being you know, a supporter of the gays and the gay agenda, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, the gay agenda. It's funny you should say that. It. 
Oh, go on. I ha- like I have a gay agenda. Audio listeners won't be able to see this, but I do have a rainbow notebook. This is a gay oh, agenda. Oh, I can see it. <laughs> gay agenda. I love it. I love it. On Tuesdays, plans, we discuss it? fashion. And do crime. <laughs> and do crime. <laughs> I love it. I just worry, is there something else which I'm very stubborn about, which I'm very wrong about and can't see? Go for it. Because you do look at these people and you're just like, are you, how can you, like, how can you not see? Mm. In the face of all of this evidence and the fact that people are being targeted, (laughs) how can you not reevaluate your own opinion? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just worry. I, that's that's the only thing but i guess that's because we're probably more self-aware anyway yeah i don't know it could be i don't know Jen. i don't know i mean it's it's been said before that i think there's also an aspect of these people don't know any queer people and i think that doesn't help them so that like they are in an audience of exclusively cishet people and at no point yeah. do you see someone who's queer and go oh it's just another human being <laughs> Yeah, it's ignorance, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, it's totally. It's, and ignorance isn't necessarily your fault if you're ignorant through lack of experience. Mm. But if you're ignorant through la 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 la, I can't see, I can't hear, I don't want to know. Then yeah, that absolutely becomes your fault. Do you know what I mean? I mean, this um, technically takes us back to that conversation I have with my parents. In that it was like the ignorant things they said about queer people bearing in mind they know full well that i'm not straight but i think even now even though i told them like three years ago that i wasn't straight when i hadn't nailed down the label yet i think there's still an aspect of them that think it's just a phase or you know not a phase i'm all all trauma i'm traumatized from my terrible terrible marriage therefore i'm just pretending to be into ladies now and it's like the stuff that they said was so ignorant it really hurt me to the point where i was just like well you will never accept me and it's clear that that's just how you feel about it you know and it's rough it's if it, it's the la 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 not listening thing yeah because they ask me questions but they won't listen to the answer because i would give them answers and they go yeah well why is that then why is that a thing they don't like the answers mm. they ask again till they get one that yes. they like and you feel like saying google exists if you yeah. want yeah <laughs> it's um it's funny. I think parents. I'd, obviously, I don't know what you're. I've, I've never met you. I'm parents, Jen. But um, I feel like with my parents, they say things that are quite ignorant sometimes as well. And it totally, they're like children in how you need to address it. <laughs> so, like, my mum has said some transphobic things before, genuinely out of ignorance, I think. Mm. And if you go, you're being transphobic, mum. You're doing this. Then she gets very heck and defensive, yes. like a child. Mm-hmm. But I remember one day we were out and we're in Waterstones and we saw a human and my mum clearly made some assumptions about this person. And I was like, well, actually, mum, you know, if this person was trans, then, we, you know, we would do that. But we don't know. So we would have to ask for it. Blah, blah. And we kind of had this really good discussion. And at the end of it, she was like, I didn't know that. Thanks very much. Wow. And then what did she watch recently? She watched something because uh, she was telling me about it. Oh, fucking hell. What was it? She watched, like, I don't know. There was some trans people in it, or maybe some non-binary people. I can't remember. <laughs> but, like, afterwards, she kind of, like, discussed it with me. And she was like, and I knew what you're talking about because we spoke about it. Okay. And I was like, okay, okay, good, good, good. But 
she absolutely being an older person and my dad as well absolutely have it in them to just be like oh no i've made a decision about this subgroup of people it's and new it's i don't understand it yeah, so I'm going to put it down, and it's like, oh, geez, have you? When do you become children again? Mm. Is it sixty? Is that is that the cutoff? When you? I think it's when you stop working. Do your parents work, Jen? No, Aha, they have this is too my much theory. time on their hands. <laughs> this is my theory because they stop seeing lots of other people and talking mm. to lots of different people, and suddenly their world gets so much smaller. That's really true. That's my theory. That, like, my do you know theory. what? You might have a point because they literally only see each other. And me, who they don't believe is queer, so that's a thing. But like they and were like, just they were saying yeah. such offensive stuff, like really offensive, mm. like talking genitals about trans people and stuff. And I was just like, Oh my god, why why are you asking this question? I was like, if if would you look at someone that you thought was cis and ask about their genitals? Yeah. Because you absolutely wouldn't. So what the fuck? Why do you care? You want to know about my genitals, mum? Yeah. you got to fucking ask about that. Let no, me you're tell not. you about my genitals. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, you're not. You're not going to ask that because you're not fucking rude. Why is it cool yeah. to be rude? Ugh, anyway. <sighs> Parents. Parents. Parents, indeed. I just, I think what made me sad is I just thought, well, you know, if the next partner I bring home to you is a woman, non-binary or trans in any way, it feels like you're just going to immediately be a dick to them, and I don't think I could have coped with it. Do you do you think they would? Because I sometimes think with parents, they talk a good game, and then <laughs> this is almost as frustrating or more frustrating sometimes when you have you know when they meet people in life, they're so nice to them, and then it's when you go home, they go, "Do you want to tell <sighs> me about that person?" And you're like, and it's almost worse because it's like, mm. well, I'm not going to say it is worse, but it's like it's just really frustrating because you're like, so were you just been fake that whole time like the whole time you were talking to that lovely person were you in your head just going mm. it's wild I mean? you say that because i've got a friend that i've been friends with since i was 11 years old right we are still besties even though she doesn't live anywhere near here anymore but she turned out to Love be that. bisexual like in one of like like one of those bisexuals the entire time i was friends with her my mother took a real dislike to her like she used to go basically used to it was used to be like a she's leading you astray type thing but at the time i didn't realize that's what was happening and i realized later that it's like oh you think she's going to turn me into one of those gays well unlucky Happened anyway, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, just because I hid it in a closet for 30 years didn't make it any less true. Yep, yep. It's your fault, Mother. I got it in the water. Yeah. It was in the baby bells that you gave me. Do you know what I mean? I saw a really interesting YouTube video some time back, which is worth looking up, because it's about men rather than women. But there is, there's a guy that did a TED Talk, um, and it was all about the research that had gone into um, why like gay children are born and there's like there's some fairly compelling research to suggest a it happens more the more children you have so the younger ones tend to be gayer um oh yeah the, the straightness runs out the straight yeah they like just a, they run out like a printer running out i think i am the fourth daughter <laughs> <laughs> well there we go saying, I'm, the young, I'm the youngest i'm just saying it's, <laughs> it's panning out so far even though it's not a dude yep. um yep. so there was that aspect of it but there's also, because um, apparently it's to do with 
gay men in particular serve this kind of role of like um, more nurturing. So it's a bit like he, he compared it to being like worker ants, where every so often if there is an a- attack against the um, an ant hive, instead of pumping out workers, it'll pump out warrior ants just to deal with that threat. Um, and they were basically saying that there's some aspect to if, if the mother is going through a trauma, it's quite possible that she will have a gay son because she needs the slightly more nurturing boy rather than the big, aggressive, angry boy. So, like, in this case of this guy that's giving the talk, they said, you know, she had this incredibly traumatic birth. Uh, Everything was going wrong. They thought they were going to lose him at one point and this, that and the other. And he has turned out to be gay. And I was thinking, well, in my case, I know that my mother had an absolute traumatic time with my sister. So I wonder if when they finally had another one, their body was like, no, let's just have have the nice, gentle gay one, please. Thank you. I would like a boy and a girl and a gay, please. I would like, I would like, I would like one gay. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but it's beautiful. And it's like he backs it up with research and stuff. And they're, like, they're still doing research into it. And he does. He apologizes for the fact that it's men-centered because everything uh-huh. is, as we know. Um, yeah. But he was like, you know, there's there's all this research they're doing into it. And it was proving like, oh, that appears, that might well be a reasonable theory. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested. The, I'm trying to, the gay men that I know personally, uh, one is the youngest of two, and the other one are all the oldest. Mm. Um, well, in this guy's I case, mean, the gay son was bet, the oldest. Know. He was the oldest of four. Ah, okay. But he did okay. say because of the traumatic thing, it's quite possible ah, the yes. trauma overrode the whole waiting ah, a bit. Okay. Yes. I mean, to be fair, I don't know all the gays. No. Some of them. I know um, not every single gay that there is. How do you think I get so many guests? <laughs> oh, well, I've heard, you know, but just what a good. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't pay in money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sex joke. Sex joke. Sex joke. Oopsie. <laughs> so oh, tell yeah. me about because I think this is a bugbear for both of us. Mm-hmm. Gendered clothing, please, MJ. Don't exist, Jen. Fuck it. <laughs> Fucking clothes space. have a gender. No, women's clothes, not alive. men's clothes, and they don't have identities, do they? They you do know? not. Um, I hate it. I hate it so much, Jen. I hate. I hate everything about clothes. <laughs> I hate clothes so much, <laughs> and I hate buying clothes. I hate. Uh, I I sometimes hate wearing clothes. I'm going to be real with you mm. for a second. I'm not going to lie. I'm a sometimes hate wearing them. I just hate. I just don't have time. It's so tiring. It's so so tiring. Everything. There's some things I'm just like. Are you not tired of having to <laughs> adhere to this? And like women's sizes as well. Oh mate. Like I. Mate. What oh. the fuck are women's sizes? they're depressing like i have so many clothes some clothes like i don't buy a lot of clothes because i hate them um and i hate clothes so so much i've left the closet (laughs) i've left the closet um (laughs) like i just hate them and like some some of my clothes are like literally years and years and years and years and years old talking like i'll say i have a jumper from 2009 Mm. um, and a skirt from 2010 and like they all still fit, but I have various clothes that are like between a size. I would say like 
like an eight, which they don't really fit me now anymore. I'm not going to lie, lockdown. But up until like, <laughs> like if I want to buy a pair of jeans, I'm looking at like a 16 if I want to be comfy. Yeah. Or an 18 sometimes even, because I have a big belly. As the lady, when I was collecting my Ivan orders the other day, was like, are you pregnant? And I was like, no, hen. Just just fat. It's, uh, been, a, it's been a lockdown. Um, I have and a the other whole day, I other into, issue with that, like, but carry on. Yeah, <laughs> Sucks, man. Sucks. Like, and I went into a clothing shop and like, I am in no way, no way, or at least I hope I'm not. Well, I better not say I'm in no way because maybe I am. I hope I'm not fat phobic in any way. Um, but like I, I literally went to get some jeans, and they, they didn't have my size, on the rails. Like they didn't have them in the shop. I was too big. Now, gang, I'm Fucking like fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Jesus, I, like, I am literally the average size for the whole of the UK. Mm-hmm. The average size, and I'm too big to shop in Monkey. I'm just going to name them. Just going to name them. <laughs> name and shame. Do you know what I mean? Just gonna name and shame them. I was, I was honestly, I was like, I'm literally, and then gendered clothing. Fuck off! Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I like to wear suits. If I could fucking get a suit that would fit my body, um, then I would wear one. And like, like the, do you know what I love? Do you know what I love just now, Jen? I'm Hit obsessed me. with TikTok. Okay, I've been. Everybody like is. We, have we discussed this? Yeah, I'm really obsessed with TikTok. There are so many. <laughs> beautiful straight and bisexual cis boys discovering suspenders and french made outfits <gasps> on tiktok what i love it and they're obsessed with it and they know that girls like it and now oh they're like God. putting together like all these little like videos like being all coy and they're french made i'm gonna send you some i'm gonna send Please. you so many like and their little french made outfits with their suspenders but they've got beards all of a sudden they're like i've just like why have i not been wearing dresses my whole life like they're like i put it on for a joke and now i feel banging and i'm just like i saw the guy that tried on a dress and he's like i'll be honest i thought it was gonna be for a meme but i look i look really heckin cute and it was like oh my god you look amazing i didn't know they were doing suspenders and maids outfits yeah yeah i'll send you some links i'm gonna send you some links it's uh it's very wholesome very very wholesome Allow me to tell you two things that happened that gave me an epiphany about gendered clothing, right? The first is I got, this is going to sound weird and I am sorry, but they have been through the wash, so it's fine. My dad (laughs) got rid of a whole bunch of boxer briefs. (laughs) Um, Right. Boxer briefs, turns out, comfy as shit, so that I almost exclusively wear boxer briefs now instead of women's knickers because who's got time for that, right? The second epiphany that I had is I was looking for jeans and I thought, I'm sick to death of trying to find jeans. I've tried so many jeans and the sizes are all over the place. You've got no idea what size you are. Depends what shop you're in. Depends what the day is like. So I went into a Tesco and I looked at the men's jeans and it had a waist size. I know know what my waist size is. And it had a leg length. I know what my leg length is. Went into the shop, into the dressing room and I put them on. And I put my phone into my pocket and no word of a lie, my phone dropped all the way to the bottom. And I was like, I literally out loud went, oh, God, yes. <laughs> my old jeans, that. the jeans I was replacing, you because the iPhone had gotten so big, it was literally poking out the pocket. I couldn't just have it in my pocket anymore. And I tried these on and I had so much space. I was like, I could put a fucking wallet in this, lads. What? 
where have these been all my life? So men's a jeans. A whole wallet. A whole wallet and a phone. Oh my word. Oh what my the fuck? Word. So fuck your women's jeans. I will never touch women's jeans again, I don't think. They're pointless. I don't understand their point. This is where I've been wrong. Clearly, I need to stop buying women's jeans. Oh, please. Just give. go into a shop and try some men's jeans on. I promise they will they change cheaper? your fucking life. Are they cheaper as well? I feel like maybe? pretty much. Yeah, they're not designer or anything. Yeah. They just they were just. I think these were like twenty quid. I was like, oh, okay. I love it. Turns I love out, it. turns out this is what I've been waiting. <laughs> this is what I've been. And also, can we talk about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I hope this isn't TMI. Oh, okay. It might be, but I I have to keep it real, Jen. I'm sorry. The thing with pants these days, right? Yeah. Is like sometimes you get them and you think, who's fucking to quote TikTok, Coochie Meow Meow is fitting in these fucking pants. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like literally, the bit is this big. And I'm like, gang, what's that covering? It's nothing important. It's not covering the important bits. That's gonna give you, you know thrush I mean? in it. That's all I'm saying. Why? 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 It's gonna be a wee infection there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. That's, uh, yeah, but um, there's, See, a, there's a lot of that switched. goes on. This is why I switched to boxer briefs. Less, yes. less chance of crush. Also, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> mm, I love that for us. I love that for us. And like, yeah, I feel like there was a there was a thing that advertised to be an Instagram or something, and I think it was like pants that had been designed by drag queens or something like that okay and everyone was like you should be buying these basically like this is the thing because this will fit you this will fit your vagina <laughs> i mean <laughs> they'll get it all in there i do love a drag queen i have never seen drag race mj mj what i'm what? so sorry what um, no. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Um, but before we do, I just, while we're still on clothing, I just want to also touch on those sh clothes for fucking kids where they've got fucking slogans on them. And it's things mm -hmm. like, Daddy's Little Princess. And, you know, don't come near her till she's 23, I've got a gun. All of this kind of shit. And I just feel like it makes me so upset because I went in there not so, like, well, I say not so long ago, pre-pandemic, I was in there and it was literally, it was like there was a blue t-shirt for boys, because it has to be for boys. It was like, Daddy's Superhero. And then there was the pink yeah. alternative, which was Mummy's Princess. And I just thought... Mummy's Princess. The, he can be the princess if he wants to be, and she can be a superhero. Stop being a prick. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how many people actually buy these. Like, Oh, mate. I think it's more than we'd it? hope. I think it's more Is than it? we'd hope. I'm not going to lie, I would definitely wear a t-shirt that said Daddy's Little Princess, but that's just for, like, But you're an adult. That's what I mean. I think that's the difference. Yeah. If you're a kid, you are enforcing gender shit on children. Yes. I mean, that's that's not chill. That was just my own kink self being with that. Mm. But the I think as well, like, it's just terribly dull. Do you know yes. what I mean? It's, ter it's terribly dull. And... Uh, Surely, surely people don't buy them still. I mean, I say this having being child free and most of my friends being child free. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not really like around a lot of children. And obviously husband's a teacher, but they wear uniforms, you know, and not, you know <laughs> Not so, Daddy's little um, princess. Not Daddy's little princess outfits. But I'm just like 
I don't. Did I have any? I don't think I did. I was upset. I don't think I would have wore one. I never once dressed up as a princess. I was always Milan. Super Girl, to be fair, was probably the most princessy I came. <laughs> Milan, Xena, Buffy. Like I was obsessed with all these things. Um, I never really watched Cinderella or any of these ones, so I don't know. I I was described at the time as a tomboy. That's how I was mm. described. Yeah, same. So I was climbing trees and getting scraped knees and all that. Um, I do know that I once threatened to buy one of my nephews a pink toy and was told under no uncertain terms that that's not a thing that you can do because he's a boy, so we can't have a pink teddy. We might catch the game. Might catch the game. And it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, colours don't have a gender, right? Because they're fucking colours. <laughs> Imagine just seeing in that sort of very binary way mm. i mean i guess maybe for some i'm trying i'm not trying to see the good in it but i'm trying to see the appeal if that makes sense like mm. maybe it's maybe it's um comforting to know that people have mm. uh boxes maybe i don't or i wonder I mean, if an aspect of it is because know. all babies look the fucking same we know this you yeah. cannot tell the gender of a baby at looking at them and I wonder if they're just so obsessed with their child not being misgendered, which is ironic, um, that they dress them up in their assigned colour so everybody can look and go, oh, look, it's a pretty little girl or whatever. Whereas it's like, OK, but maybe they're not. <laughs> you don't know yet. It's too early. But also, just like, what a nice baby. Like, yeah. What? I said, that, I, I'm so not maternal at all. But I said, if I ever have children, I am exclusively dressing it in neutral colours. Because mm. it's none of your fucking business what gender my baby is. Thank you. <laughs> Yellow, green, purple. Do you know what I mean? Just anything that's not pink mm. or blue. I'm, I don't know. My mum still does it. You know, my mum's a, a good knitter. She loves to knit. <laughs> and um, whenever there's a baby, no matter how tenuous the link to our family is, whenever there's a baby, my mum is always knitting a little blanket. And she will... She will say, do they know if it's a boy or a girl? But she also just says lots of yellow ones as a backup. And I'm like, mum, why don't you just only knit the yellow ones? Yeah. And I think, but I think for her being a mum, there's a lot of joy in doing the different colours and doing the pink ones and doing the blue ones. Yeah. It's like fucking gender reveal parties, isn't it? Yeah. They like that. The old cishets, they like a gender reveal party, despite how many people get killed. Gender reveal parties might be the thing I would first put in room 101. Yes, I agree. Like, just right in there. Get get in the bin. Get Like, it's just a thing. That, and also, like, is this a thing, Jen? Like, when did... Maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. When did we start having baby showers in the UK? I thought yeah. that was an American thing. And now, like, baby showers is a thing. And presents and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get you a, a present, but... but the baby's not been born yet. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> do you know baby what I mean? showers like, have been just, a while because I definitely attended one. I think like at least oh, probably seven years ago. I think was the last time I went to one. Okay. But okay. they've been a thing. Gender reveal is mental. Although I'll make one exception for gender reveal, and it's actually it's something that the person who did the first gender reveal because they've said that they really regret making it a thing because one of their children, I believe, is non-binary. Um, so they were like, I really regret that it was like, hey, look, it's whatever. There is a type of gender reveal party that people have started doing, which is when somebody is trans, they come or, or non-binary, they come out of the box with their gender, like as an adult. And it's like, do you know what? That I'm fucking down for. 
Those are the only acceptable gender reveal parties. Oh, I kind of love that. It's lush. It was, and I've seen so many now, and honestly, to, they make me fucking sob. I love that. Yeah, that's very sweet. Because do you know what you think? It's like, so there's a girl who I want to say is like my husband's dad's friend's daughter. <laughs> there's some weird link, right? And she worked in this quite highfalutin office, right? And one day she went into the boss and she was like, hi, I would like, um, like, I can't remember what it was. Imagine it was like two weeks paid leave off work. Hmm. And the boss was like, um, no, why? And she's like, because that's what you give somebody when they're going to get married. And she's like, I'm never going to get married. I'm just not going to do it. Why shouldn't I get it? And they gave it it. Oh my God. And she fucking, I don't know, like traveled the world or whatever it was. And it's kind of, it's kind of true. Like my sis, one of my sisters is asexual. And like, she's kind of said before, she's like, well, when you got married, you got some money. And when our other sister gets married, she's going to get money. How do I get the fucking money? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, I, 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 I get it. I get it. You're not any less of a daughter. You're not any less worthy of um the money mm. or worthy of things. It's just that you're not going to have a have a wedding and yeah. i think i think my parents are going to give her it and she's going to fucking go on holiday or get the garden done or something oh i don't know my god um i love your sister but yes yeah, so i kind of love that mm. oh yeah she's a good girl she's a good girl <laughs> yeah yep okay oh, it was oh no sorry i'm wrong i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm just reading husband's comment it was his pal who got six months maternity leave because <gasps> she was never gonna have a baby that was it oh my god your friend got yeah. six months maternity leave yeah that was it sorry i got the story mixed up husband i do apologize she said she wasn't <laughs> gonna have kids and the boss was like okay sure maybe i should try that can i have six months maternity please because i'm literally never having children so yeah me too i mean if there's if, the, if there was a self-employed equivalent i'd be yeah. taking it but um, <laughs> i was lucky to get my seiss do you know what i mean so there's that <laughs> that'll be all i'm getting so tell me about what twitch has done for you during the pandemic Oh, oh, Jen! Don't have to cry. Um, <laughs> it's been fucking lovely. It's been uh, been an opportunity to talk to people, which sounds really fucking basic, but <laughs> it's true. The thing that I was really shocked about when I started watching Twitch and then also streaming on Twitch was, and I've said this to so many people, and they've all agreed. Not that you have to. Is um how genuinely social it feels mm. even if you're streaming and talking to people you just see text right yeah. and if you're watching somebody you see them but they can't see you and yet it does tend to always feel like you're having an actual conversation more so than like whenever i was doing zoom quizzes with all my pals which i found really stressful and really tiring mm. i could only really zoom quiz for about two hours at a time but i could sit on twitch for a whole day do you know what i mean weird that i don't know why um so there's that there's me as an actor it's an opportunity to i don't want to say perform that's not what i do but there's an opportunity to um be creative and be silly Mm. and be uh, just like have tons of energy in a way that would be very tiring if i was like this around husband all the time <laughs> it would be very tiring for husband to put up with so i can get a lot of that kind of energy out um on stream and i've made so many nice 
like so many genuine mm. friends I care about that like when good things happen or bad things happen that I sit and like I've never met them yet I'll be thinking about them and I'll be going I'm so fucking happy that happened for them or I'm really quite worried about them yeah yeah and I think there's a wonderful thing on Twitch about especially like so I'm new to Twitch nobody knows any of my history and so they don't have that baggage over you or they don't compare you to gosh remember when you did that thing remember when you used to be like that Mm. and I think like there's been a really I was talking about this recently because I was working on uh, developing a new play which kind of takes some of it takes place in an online landscape and they were talking about anxiety and mental health and stuff and I was kind of saying I have like I've met some people on Twitch who are clearly find they f- clearly find it easier to talk to their online friends about certain things than they do their IRL friends and family I kind of feel the same I feel like if I if I had something I really wanted to discuss or if there was something that was eating away at me, I think I probably might find it easier to talk to my online friends about it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I think there's an so, aspect of it, like you said, there's no baggage. So it's like, particularly in terms of the queerness aspect of it for me, like I've always dreamed with the LGBT plus tag on for a start. Um, it's brought more queer people into my life and there is also an aspect of like when I started streaming I still was really unsure of myself in terms of what the label was and all that kind of stuff and the fact that there is just this entire group of people that were willing to accept you exactly as you are right now it's irrelevant of anything that's happened previously I think it's given me the opportunity to meet people that I genuinely consider like real friends like there are yeah. people I speak to every day. I've had Cal, Lou and Dibs in my house. Do you know what I mean? It's like these yeah. are people that I met online through Twitch and I genuinely consider them to be like such good friends, like be- better friends than people I've known for like 20 years, you know? They know yeah. more about me than people who've known me my whole life know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's really special. If there's something about Twitch that it gives you that kind of connection with people, I think, that you don't get in other mediums. I think so, because you already have something in common, right? Mm. From the get-go. Yeah. Whether that's through the tag or whether it's through the game that you're playing. I play a lot of games. Whether it's through the game that you're playing or whether it's through... Does MJ play just- games? Play a lot of games. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. She <laughs> plays a game. MJ plays a game. Um, like, you already have that thing in common. Like, so one of my... Uh, one of my mods, Wongo Bongo, I think literally came into like the first or second stream I ever did. <laughs> and it was because I was playing Dark Souls. Mm. And so that just immediately is a connection that we have. It's something that we have in common. We both really, really like Dark Souls. And he obviously liked it to the point where he was willing to come into the stream of somebody who had no viewers, fucking didn't know a clue what they were doing, do you know what I mean? And start a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And so I think there is that, whereas in real life, a lot of the time when we meet new people, it's either through work, mm-hmm. and so you have that in common, but a lot of people don't always like their jobs, do you know what I mean? So sometimes it's like, oh. um, or it's it's really hard for adults sometimes to make new friends and meet people, mm. and it, for it to feel, uh, what's the word, organic, to use a very theatre word. Yeah. Um, I think you're right there, because I mean, the work aspect of it, we normally meet our friends as adults through work. And to a degree, there might even be a fucking work mask that's on. In the days when we used to go into offices, like, I wouldn't be like this in the office. But 
on yeah. stream i am a hundred percent just who i am as a person and it hasn't frightened people off it would appear oh, oh teach me your ways i know right <laughs> people come back for this shit i'm just like oh okay that's it it makes you, it's a, it's for someone who struggled with a lot of self-esteem growing up, I think it's also been really important from that aspect in that people give a shit enough about you that they come back and they check in and they make sure that you're okay and you can just yeah. chat to people and it's like, you are who you are and we're fine with you being that person. Do you think you get, because I, I think you do... I was talking about this with husband recently for reasons that I'll not get into. Um, be only because it would depress us all. Um, about oh <laughs> vibes online. The, so there was there was a thing, and I was talking to a husband about it, and I was like, I feel like maybe, maybe if I analyze it deep down, maybe I had a vibe, mm. but I didn't want to acknowledge it because I thought it was going to make me sort of, you know, a bad person. Like maybe I was judgy or something. Yeah, but then I started. I was like, well, actually, no, because I get good vibes from people online all the time. Mm. And the way that if you meet somebody in real life, you know how sometimes you just know you just hit it off? Yeah. Sometimes, or you know, I don't know why, but we don't necessarily hit it off. Like one of my really good friends who we are really good friends, but I just mean her did not have a good vibe for like the first two weeks because I couldn't get her. We mm. just, we were working on a show and I just didn't get her. And I felt like, and I feel like that it was an insecurity thing for me because she was very beautiful, very talented and, I, and younger than me. Do you know what I mean? Fucking ticking all those boxes. And um, so I think it was kind of that. And then one day, <laughs> one of the other actors literally said that classic thing to me with the turn around they went, you're going to do that line like that? Right? Ooh. And I went, oh, yeah, classic. Not in, not necessarily in a really horrible way. It was just like, because when you kind of put that inflection on, it kind of sounds like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. And she just came up to me and I remember not in a patronizing way at all. She just kind of like, she was, she's a very tactile person. So she just kind of took my hair. She was always playing with people's hair. She was kind of like running her fingers through my hair and she just went, don't let him give you direction. And I was like, oh, it's just that you take no shit. And I'm always that person that puts a smile on things. And oh, that's why I had it. Okay. But now I get you. And now, and now we're like mega, mega good pals. Um, So I think like, so no, I'm not saying that necessarily to get a vibe, your your vibes are always right. Mm. But I think online you definitely still get vibes from people. Like and I get a good weird. vibe from you, Jen. Oh dear, you know what's, what's my vibe? You get oh no, I just mean in terms of like the vibe check. The vibe check. <laughs> yeah, good vibe I get from you. And I did. I don't remember the first time we met, but I, it was a good vibe I got the first time. Oh, I, I, like, I oh, got a hundred percent. I got a good vibe from you from day one. I was like, I, I already like it. I think she's cool. You see, like you kind of you do, even though it's online and you're not seeing them, and you know you're not smelling them, and you're not touching them, and you're not in the environment seeing how they're moving. I think you can still. Mm. I think I'm going to try and trust that a little bit more. I think you can get vibes from chat as well to a degree. Mm -hmm. Like there are people yeah. like husband doesn't stream, for example, and I knew very very early on that I liked him as a person because there's something about the way that he writes that made me go, actually, you're pretty cool. You're very funny, and I think you're a really nice person. Um, I consider people like I think Teddy Surgery, A Up Ryan, are also two people that will type in such a way that you'll get a vibe off the way that they type and go, yeah. actually, you're brilliant. <laughs> Please, please be around yeah. me more often. <laughs> please, 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 may I have a friendship? Please, yes. please be friendship. my friend. I need better friends. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. 
basically yeah. trust ourselves more, Jed. We should be trusting ourselves more. Trust, yeah. trust the vibe. I think. I mean, I've said before that yeah. after my experiences with Idiot X, that you know, I put up a lot of walls for a long time, and the Twitch lot absolutely destroyed those walls by me going, "Oh, actually, you can trust people. You just have to watch how you feel about people." And it's like I think. The vibe thing is probably a really good way of looking at it in that there have been people that have been here I've had amazing vibes about and we're now really, really good friends. Some of them have been to my house and then there are some people I've yeah. had a bit of a dodgy vibe about and I will never have them in my house. <laughs> yeah. Trust yourself. Yeah, don't have dodgy vibe people in your house, please. No. Please. No, don't, I don't, don't think do so. Life's, life's too short. Make life an excuse. Too short. So you've never seen Drag Race. Okay, so um, I slightly. I'm not I asking you to lied. explain yourself. I'm just I'm stating a fact. You've never seen Drag I Race, have, yes? I have seen precisely one episode of Drag Race, <gasps> which one? And it was the first ever one. Okay, which is why with the season I, one I, filter I never, where it's all blurry. Yeah, the <laughs> first ever one, and the person that goes home is the older drag queen who was like being a drag queen in the eighties during like the AIDS epidemic and like during when you know. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to be gay now, but like, you know, it was mega, mega hard in the 80s. And like, she was the first to go home because she wasn't as young or as cool or as Mm. skinny or as beautiful as the rest of the queens. And it just really depressed me. However, everyone Mm. is like, you need to start a season like four or five or something. Four is an excellent place to start. Four and six are probably my favourites, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I know what you mean. I, I would also say that. If you do go back to watch them from season one onwards, there is more. There's more problematic stuff that happens in there, um, which goes back to the whole thing about art from artist. In terms of RuPaul, I think has made some progress in terms of the way that he talks and his beliefs in things. Because, for example, he used to say that you could only do drag basically if you were a cis man in a dress. To him, that was the but- only type of acceptable drag, and he doesn't yeah. say that anymore. But for a time, it was like, mm, I think you're you're kind of screening out a lot of really talented queens with that opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm not going to lie, that's also what put me off, because I was just like, it seems like, you know, I love men, I do. I'm married to a man, but at the same time, you know, sometimes they can be rather a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Especially if you're going to be so kind of heter- not heteronormative, but so gender normative about mm. it. And I remember hearing that about RuPaul and I was just like, that just put me right off because yeah. it's always seemed like this beautiful, inclusive, uh, be your absolute true self. And I was like, oh, but not if you're mm. this. Not if you're that. Okay. Yeah. Be your true self as long as you're oh. a cis man in a dress. Yeah. Like, and I, then, I, I just thought sorry. it was. Yeah. No, go on. Go on. No, I was just going to say, go I on. think the thing that really made me laugh in terms of early on, in terms of diversity, one of their earliest, like, diverse queens was a straight man. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're not gay. No, no, no. I've got a girlfriend. It was like, oh, this, this is new. This is new and different. <laughs> Oh, imagine how exotic! Straight drag queen. Have you seen any like drag performances, like live? Yes, yes, Um, yes. Uh, Darling, I'm in the theatre. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Not like tons. Um, 
I've I've got a couple of friends now who are in the drag scene, um, who and who I've made in lockdown, and I fucking can't wait until I'm out of lockdown. One mm. of my one of my friends is great pals with Lawrence Cheney, actually. <gasps> Lawrence um, in the Glasgow drag scene. Yeah, like like besties with Lawrence Cheney, and um, I I like I can't wait to get out and to go see more of it. And like I like drag. Mm. Please don't think I'm not I'm not not a fan. And I think that what it like. I actually have some like straight male friends who are really interested in drag and makeup and things like that as well, which I think is amazing. Mm. Like explore it, fucking explore it, go do it, go do it. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, it was just that that kind of stuff put me off the show, and also I feel like it was all of a sudden huge. You, you know, it was like that way. Like I've never watched Breaking Bad because it just felt like <laughs> I'd missed the boat. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, oh my god, the upside on. Drag Race is that there's no through storyline, really. So you can jump into any season and you're fine. Um, as yeah. Dibble has said, the newest All-Stars season has two trans women competing. Yes. So they are better. Do you think you owe it to yourself to watch Lawrence Cheney's season now? I mean, well, my good friend, uh, Diet Punk, <laughs> is my friend that I was talking about who's <gasps> in the scene and who's good pals with Lawrence Cheney and has Diet just come in. <laughs> Um, so I feel like probably yes I should um, I'm just so excited for the aftertimes I want to do all the things yeah. I want to do all the things I want to yes I want to watch Drag Race but I want to watch it with some friends who have seen it and I want to have snacks as I do it I mean we and could do a Discord drag- party you know that right we'd have to wait for the pandemic to be over that's true could all get together that's and watch true. Lawrence because Lawrence is so good isn't it like there is, I won't spoil yeah. it for you because I'm expecting you to eventually go back and watch it. But in season six, there is a clear winner from the outset and she was always going to win it. And she's amazing. And I love her. Um, I felt the same way about her that I felt about Lawrence Cheney in that Lawrence was so good from day one. You were just like, like Lawrence, Lawrence has got to win it or, you know, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> I thought there was someone else that series I remember everybody talking about on Twitter because that's where I get all my news from is it I want to say Bimini yes yeah yeah Bimini I feel like it felt like it was maybe quite close but I say that having never seen it and it was this is purely oh from yeah I think it was close but it's, it's one of those things where if, once you get like if the top three queens especially if they were the caliber that they were that season I think they're gonna be fine. Like B- Bimini's doing a bloody collab with Lucy and Yak Dungarees at the moment. I keep seeing them all over Instagram. Nice, just like nice. posing and dung. Do you know what I mean? They're gonna be fine. <laughs> Love that. Love that. I would like to do some work for. I'll take some free dungarees. There was Thank you before in the before times. I don't know whether they'll survive after COVID or not, but. There is a brilliant Cardiff drag bar called Minsky's. And every single time I went in there, I absolutely had just the best time because they're just, there's queens in there that are always there. They're brilliant. I always used to find it quite funny because if you went in in the day, they used to serve food. And bear in mind what we've said about my parents this podcast. They used to go in there and it's got oh, beautiful food, beautiful food in Minsky's. I love going in there. And I'm just like... <laughs> You know, it's a gay bar, right? Yeah, but yeah, but you know, you go in the day and there's there's no acts on or anything, and it's all fine. It's all like cis het safe in the in the lunchtime, and then you go back at, in the in the evening, and it's just like pure chaos, and it's beautiful. But- Lord, save the cis hats, save them, save them. 
I used to, like I used to find steak. it a little bit awkward if I went for lunch with them in Minsky's. It's like, well, yes, the food is incredible, but I hope you realise that this is a gay bar and remains a gay bar, right? Yeah. Can we show the queens a bit of respect, please? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's yeah, another there's bar that. as well, which I won't name because I'm hoping to go back there after the the thing is over. But there's there's a couple of really good but like gay bars in Cardiff that do drag shows and just every queen that's there is you have such a good time. I remember I saw I like- it on one pride there was a drag king that like I've like I follow them on Twitter. I think they're based in England somewhere. Um oh, was this, oh Lang Langdon Langdon Hardon, possibly? Something. <laughs> I think it's, it's it's something like that. It's definitely Langdon something. But um he was he was performing at this at this stage show and I was genuinely in love with him a little bit. I was just like, oh, if I wasn't a bit gay before, I definitely am now. Because they're incredible. I was just like, oh, my God. Hello. <laughs> can, we, can we go on a trip, please? When I come and visit you, can we go to all these places? Yes. That's I if I haven't that. moved. Because I, I, might, I might be moved? moving in, like, November. That's <laughs> Exciting. Are there drag bars well, in can't oh. in Scotland? Because I can come to you. Um. Yes. Uh. There is. Oh my gosh. What are they called? I've been in it. So there's a club called. A. Mm, I don't know if Diet Punk's listening. Diet Punk will know. There's a club called. Yes. Is it called? It's not AXM, is it? That does all the drag shows. There's a club, and then there's uh. Polo and Dells have drag shows. Okay, so there's the Polo Lounge, the Polo Club, um, and there's Delmonica's. Um, but I'm sure there's a nightclub as well. Um, but Glasgow's got a pretty, a pretty good, pretty jumping um, gay scene, to be honest, especially down in uh, the Merchant City. <sighs> Diet um, Punk says there's also two new queer venues opening, Slay and Bonjour. I'm already in. I'm already in Diet Punk. It sounds incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I didn't know that. I'm right into that. The, oh, um, Minsky's closed before the pandemic. I had a feeling they might have done. I, oh, I think I remember seeing their um, tweet about it. That's, that's a shame. Oh, Minsky's was perfection, man. Oh, that's getting. There was, um, I went to, when I was in college, we had to take a show down to Newcastle because my college was validated by not Newcastle Uni. Northumbria Uni, I think. Um, so we took the show down there, and we ended up in this um, gay bar that had a drag queen running the the DJ booth, and the drag queen was kind of classic, um, kind of standoffish drag queen, kind of like you're dancing. I can't do a Newcastle accent. Okay, I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, but kind of <laughs> like you know, this kind of kind of classic, very, very. Um, I've got a pal that lives in Newcastle. Why don't you give it a bash? Uh, Nuke, bike a grove, huh? Bike a grove, yeah. <laughs> bike a grove. Yeah, be a cat, bike a grove. That's it. That's the extent of my Newcastle accent. Um, but it was funny because we we were all there, all of us. What was it called? Was it like Max's or something? I don't remember. Anyway, um, all of us were there. The whole acting class, the whole MT class. So it was fucking a nightmare. We were tearing the place up, and it was just nothing but wall to wall musical theater hits, right? everybody there was a fucking there was a banister that everyone was dancing on like it was a pole like it was metal and at the end of the night the drag queen was just like that i just have to say to all of you lot (laughs) 
Louise, they've really touched me and I've had a lovely evening. Thank you for coming. <laughs> and we were all like, yes, we got a wee, got a wee bit in your armour. We just wired our way in there. All the Scottish fucking actors, we got in there. We got in. We I loved love it. that. That's so cute. Yeah. It was a, it was a nonsense, an absolute nonsense. It was one of those great bars where they had just beautiful topless men going round delivering wee shots out of wee gun on a backpack. All right, okay. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? I do. That thing they'd wear a backpack and they were topless and just beautiful, and they'd be like, "Would well, you like an apple cells <laughs> for five pounds, please?" And you'd be like, "Take ten, you're beautiful. Like, <laughs> Take a sip. I'll just have one yeah. drink, thank you." Very <laughs> first student, but I will tip you, my lovely. Like. <laughs> Okay, so before we move on to your sleigh of the day, is oh, there anything yeah. else that you would like to touch on that we haven't already? No is um, an acceptable answer if you don't want to. I I I've had a lovely time talking <laughs> with you. And um thank you for inviting me on. You're making it sound like we're never gonna talk again. Yeah, I know. I just I feel like I'll see it now. <laughs> um I, I don't I don't think so. I'm sorry. My brain's farting. Lovely, Jen. My brain's farting. <laughs> okay, in that case then, please tell me who your sleigh of the day is. My sleigh of the day are um Pretty Preachers Club. Mm. Who are a bit no, I'm not gonna lie, there was a million people I could have picked. Uh these these lassies are amazing. Though. Um but yeah, Pretty Preachers Club. So I did a panto in back when pantos were a thing in Christmas 2019 and the girl that played uh, Jasmine started this band with her friend it's just just her just her name's Hannah and her pal's called Martha they're dead young um she's like 20 I think maybe like 20 she might be 23 now because it's been a while but um they're really young and they just started making music like literally out of her garage in lockdown and recording it and they've their music's fucking great. It's beautiful. Mm. I would describe how would I describe it? I'm not really a very music head person. Like I, I'm not really up on music. I would describe it as like almost you you would listen to it and life is strange. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a name for that, because Cal taught it to me the other week and I can't remember what it was. Oh really? Because it's, it's it's really like, nice, just like gentle type music. Beautiful vibe pop. Yeah, like vibey, beautiful indie pop is how I would describe it. And um, they, they're beautiful and they just like literally make it out of their, out of I think like Hannah's garage and they've, they're doing really well. I think one of their newest songs is going to be like in an episode of, of Made in Chelsea or The Only Way is Essex <laughs> or something and they were really excited about it. Oh my God. Um, and they're also just, I've, so I've not met Martha, but. I know Hannah pretty well because I did the panto with her, even though I've not seen her in a while. They're just like the nicest, best girls. And like when I was doing the panto, Hannah was like, I think 20 or something. I just never fucking met a 20 year old lassie who just with, who was just as cool as she was. And I don't mean cool as in like cool, I mean cool as in genuinely just didn't give a fuck about any of the things that she was meant to give a fuck about. She was just so chill. And like she runs this page called um what are they called again? They're called like the Thrifty Sisters. Okay. And like she doesn't buy any new clothes. All her which is why I did this for a lot of last year. She's that much of an influencer. She gets all her clothes like secondhand or through swaps. Hmm. She always looks dead cool, so she's not like buying new things or like fast fashion and things like that. Um basically 
very, very good girls. Really good, beautiful music. Mm. Doing it themselves, trying their best. They're on Spotify, mm. um, Pretty Preachers Club, and they're great. Here's what I love about Slow the Day is that I was, I was kind of hoping this would happen when I introduced it, which was that it always introduces me to like maybe new queer artists and stuff that I haven't heard of. So like mm. I was listening to them this afternoon because you sent me a Spotify list for them and I was listening to them while I worked this afternoon and it's just so nice and so just like in terms of just having it on in the background, it was so chill. And when you said that they record in their garage, it's like it doesn't sound like they've recorded in their garage. It just sounds so professional. It's, it's professional, but it's got this lovely kind of, I don't want to say like rustic. I don't mm. know if that's the right word, but like there's definitely quality that, and I mean this in a really good way, that sounds like they've they've done it themselves. Mm. It's not pure really overproduced or yeah. it sounds like how I would, I feel like if you've heard their songs, that would be what they would sound like live, which I like. Yeah. I don't think you get a surprise going to see them live and going, oh fuck, turns out. <laughs> It reminded me a bit of that vibe that, you know, when like kids have bands when they were in school, maybe they don't do it so much anymore. But when we were kids and used to have kids where they had bands used to play in their garage because it was less quiet for the adults and all this kind of stuff. It's kind of like gave me that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Bill and Ted performing as Wild Stallions in their garage. That's what it is. I loved Bill and Ted 3. Did you see it? I have. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't. I didn't think the song at the end was as epic as it should have been. But apart no. from that, I loved it. It was the perfect. It was the perfect coming out of lockdown movie. It felt like they'd made a movie for fans. I felt like like they'd kind of, yeah. kind of tried to wrap up stuff that they never wrapped up in the first two, and it was like passing on the baton type of stuff. Um, I made the mistake of being a woman on the internet and announcing an opinion. Where I said, no. I said, oh, no. oh my god, I said, oh my god, I really loved it, blah blah blah, and I copied in the producers of the movie, and uh, someone I know responded with, I hated it, didn't think much of it, and I was thinking, a, you didn't need to tell me that for a movie I've just told you I liked. B, the producers are copied in. Can we maybe just show the tiniest little bit of respect there, just a t- tiny, oh. tiny bit. I wish you could delete things that are under your own tweets. Mate, I've I've got an entire set piece about the time where someone tried to argue with me about whether Shaun of the Dead was a good movie and they got Edgar Wright involved by being an idiot. I'm just oh, saying, oh. don't don't anger Edgar Wright fans. I was alright. I was on the right side of history. They loved me. I had a shitload of likes out of it. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Just also, sometimes, if you have a really, you know... If you hate something on the internet, do you have to tell someone? You could just not say <laughs> like, anything, couldn't you? That's that's my aspect of it. Know? Yeah. Exactly. If I watch a movie like, and no. think I hated every minute of that, I don't go on Twitter and go, that was fucking awful. Uh, I, I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> did you I copy in the producers the of the movie, though? This is my question. No, I certainly fucking did not. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was Tenet. And, um... Oh, okay. I still haven't seen that because nobody seemed to like it. Well, yes, because it's shit. But also, sorry if any <laughs> the producers of Tenet are in right sorry, now. Tenet sorry, Tenet fans. But um, the, the reason it annoyed me was because so much money had been spent on it. Yeah. And just as an actor that primarily does very small-scale touring regional work, <laughs> like, mm. do you know what I mean? When you see a film like that that's got a budget of 300000000 million, I'm just like, do you know how many, many 
small scale rural tuning shows you're gonna be <laughs> do, you know what I mean? do you know how many um, mjs you could have yeah. hired for that money i work for equity minimum right or maybe just slightly above uh, you know i would take more though but yeah, it's just um, <laughs> great if I didn't have to work for fucking equity minimum. I'm not going to lie, equity minimum has not gone up in years. But um, yeah, there you go. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yes, that's the whole other issue, isn't it? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't recommend Tenet, Jen. Could, could, wouldn't recommend I will Tenet, continue but... not watching Tenet, I promise you. Thank you. I will instead Thank watch you. boys on TikTok trying on nurse outfits and things. Remind me to send you those things. Yeah, I hundred percent will. I'm I'm going to be bugging you after this. Going, please, please send me. Um, so where can we find you on the internet, please, MJ? Oh, well, or really anywhere else? Mm, you can't find. Well, not in real life. Don't do that. That would be weird. Um, <laughs> on the internet, yes. Um, you can find me at um, MJ Play Games, not MJ Plays Games, because that would be a sensible user to have. <laughs> But MJ Play Games on Twitch. That's where you can find me. Uh, I normally stream three or four days a week and I normally uh, um, play games and talk a lot of shite and do a lot of just chatting and sub rewards for the month. So this month, if you sub, I will read some of my new smutty book to you. <gasps> I will replace all the things I can't say with your username, which has uh, been fun. Um, and amazing. also. Oh, Jen, it really got away from me today. I'm not going to lie. Today was the first day I did it, and it, it really just got a, it got away from me quite quickly. Quite quickly, it got away. Um, I'm also on Twitter at MG underscore Deans if you want Marvel thirst traps and opinions on Marvel movies. <laughs> um, and, you know, just very, me squeeing over various things. You don't really get a lot of intellectual content there, but, you know, you get a lot of... Um, I'm a good hype man. A lot of I hype things up, so yeah, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah, is there anything else you want to promote while you're here? Um, myself, I'm an actor. If you need a actor for your project, give us a bell. No, I'm just kidding. She is no, an I don't excellent think... actor. Um, I I would love to promote Jen. Shut up! No, you. <laughs> if you've been here randomly and you haven't been following Jen, I urge you to smash <laughs> that like button. <laughs> F10 subs. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're an you're audio podcast listening. listener, please subscribe. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you're listening to this on any of your podcast providers, <laughs> subscribe. Please. Please, Jed. Please. Please. No, we can't do that anymore. Um, okay. No. MJ, thank you for joining me today. You have been an absolute delight and a ray of sunshine, as I fully expected you to be. And I will see you very, very soon. You've been a delight. Thank you so much, you beautiful bean. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was my guest, the awesome MJ Play Games. Not MJ Plays Games. I know better for next time. You can catch her streaming being very, very funny and entertaining over on twitch.tv slash mjplaygames. Uh, and also follow her on Twitter at twitter.com slash mj underscore deans. I stand by what I said at the beginning. She's an absolute goddess. If there's anybody that you know in the LGBT plus community that you'd like to suggest as a guest, feel free to recommend them to me over on Twitter, which is Genegade Mastery, because somebody stole Genegade Master. I wouldn't mind, but it's not even used. Other than that, have a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.